Welcome to Rocktail Hour, an hour's worth of rocking good time in about 10 to 15 minutes with your buddies Tim, Treg, and Michael, three old guys that are a testament to the fact that rock and roll keeps you young. In each Rocktail Hour, we bring you our favorite stories behind the greatest rock and roll tunes of all time and other interesting ruminations about the music and the rockers who inspire us. This episode of the Rocktail Hour is sponsored by The Trip, Gigmaster's number one rock cover band in the U.S. for the last four years. Find the trip from the link on our website or at meetthetrip.com. In this episode, Tim is going to bring us the story behind House of the Rising Sun by The Animals. Tim? Thank you. House of the Rising Sun has every element of rock and roll that appeals to me. It's got great music, it's got great vocals, and the words are just poetic. Um, I did not realize that this song was released in 1964. I would have put this much later in the 60s because of the edge that this song has. Uh, You know, this is about the time that the Beatles are singing I Want to Hold Your Hand and some of their lighter stuff. And here are the animals just rocking and and really kind of with a nasty edge to House of the Rising Sun. This is a great song. There's no way to trace back the uh, origins of this song, uh, but it is an old English folk tune. There are no um, rights to the music of this song. Uh, so anybody can play it without, you know, paying royalties. The music and the lyrics? The music. Um, the lyrics are essentially the same, but but a lot of the different artists have changed the lyrics to sort of suit themselves. Uh, Alan Price of The Animals claimed that it was uh, originally a 16th century English folk song about a Soho brothel. And he claims that English immigrants took the song to America where it was later adapted to the setting in New Orleans. Now, there's two schools of thought. One is that the uh, House of the Rising Sun was a famous brothel. Uh, The other is that it was a famous women's prison uh, in New Orleans at the time. Uh, No one knows for any certainty. In fact, if you go out and you you YouTube uh, House of the Rising Sun, there will be some pretty witty comments. And one guy finally says, look, let's end all of the debate. You know, this was written back in about 1 BC when the dinosaurs invented music. And that's all you need to know about this song. So, you know, I appreciate that kind of wit. But honestly, there is no origin to this. And the animals did not write the lyrics. They changed some of the lyrics, but they didn't write the lyrics. Now, the oldest known recording of House of the Rising Sun, at least in the U.S., was 1938. Um, Clarence Ashley was the person that recorded this. You can go out and you can YouTube this. Um, and it's it's actually very good. Wow. Um, it's it's kind of has that old folk kind of hillbilly sound to it. Uh, but it's very melancholy. And it's actually quite interesting to listen to. I enjoyed it very much. Everybody has covered this song. <laughs> okay, so let me just go through a list of some of the famous uh, people. Um, Woody Guthrie, uh, Josh White, not my son Josh White, but the famous Josh White. Uh, in 1947. Glenn Yarbrough, uh, Ronnie Gilbert, uh, Pete Seeger has uh, done a recording of this, Joan Baez, and uh, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan did a version of this, and this, if you listen to that, it's some of Bob Dylan's best vocal work. Very, very good. Uh, very effective song. Now, uh, The Animals... Uh, well, now you mentioned a bunch of folk artists um, that that's sang it. Are there a lot of other rock? Oh, well, yeah. This was prior to the Animals releasing their version of it. Uh, If you want to talk about the people that have covered it ever since, open up an encyclopedia of rock. Literally. (laughs) I mean, go out to YouTube and everybody, Bon Jovi, um, Jethro Tull has covered it. The Beatles have covered it. Uh, Frigid Pink. Uh, Actually, 
they I'm not familiar with that band, but they covered it, and it's actually quite a good version, and, wow. and they've made it famous uh, sort of in their own right. Um, the Eagles covered it. Led Zeppelin covered it. And wow. honestly, um, Led Zeppelin's version of House of the Rising Sun is a lot like Aerosmith's version of Come Together. It's pretty difficult to tell the difference between Aerosmith and the Beatles, and difficult to tell the difference between Led Zeppelin and the Animals. The vocal work uh, is very, very similar. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a little bit of grief for this, but you can YouTube this. There is a Dolly Parton version. No. <laughs> there is a Dolly Parton version of uh, House of the Rising Sun. And I'm going to tell you now, I have listened today to the worst song I have ever heard. You, if, you, if you have any interest in this, uh, go out and Google this or go to YouTube and look it up. It's horrible, horrible, horrible. Almost, uh, she tried to make it a disco song. Uh, it was released about the time she released 9 to 5. And it is just awful so well, it, um, it doesn't surprise me that she would cover the song she should know a thing or two about brothels yeah. <laughs> or women's prison <laughs> yeah. yeah and you know i i don't have anything against dolly parton I, i'm her version her own version of i will always love you is far better than whitney houston's and i think whitney houston's is good so when it works for dolly parton and she's singing her own music she does a great job um but Man, I didn't think anything got worse than Dolly Parton's version of, of Stairway to Heaven. But yeah, there's worse things out there, trust me. So the Animals uh, around 1964 were touring with Chuck Berry. And they wanted to end their set with a song that had a distinctively different feel than Chuck Berry. So they started singing this song, and it was received very, very well. And they finally decided that they probably ought to record it. And the version that you hear and that's so famous was a one-take version. If you have an opportunity, one of the things that I really enjoy doing is going out on YouTube and finding a video of the songs that we are covering in these Rocktail Hours. Um, there is the very famous performance uh, that the Animals did, again, in 1964. Hard to believe that it was that early in the 60s, um, where they're singing this song. Now, for years, um, you know, I had heard this song, and, and I had envisioned these hard rockers singing this song. Uh, and that was kind of the image that I had in my head. If you go out and you YouTube the earlier performances of this song by the animals, you are going to see something that is really kind of funny. Uh, they're dressed just like uh, the Beatles were dressed on Ed Sullivan in, in these little preppy suits and their little thin ties and their short haircuts. And it is completely out of character for the song. And that's what I think is so amazing that Eric Burden had the ability to sing this song and keep a straight face while he's dressed like he was, <laughs> clearly, I'm sure, uh, by requirement of the producer of the TV show and or his manager. Brian Epstein absolutely controlled the Beatles' image for many years and made them be very, very clean cut because he felt like that was the best way for, for them to be successful. Well, it is so out of character um, to see them dressed that way and to be singing this song. And as I was watching it today, Treg and I were watching it today, and uh, the guitarist, he's got this little sneer on his face, almost <laughs> like, yeah, hire us for your party. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I really like, because this is going to remain one of the hardest and one of the edgiest songs in rock and roll history. And, and not only that, but it's going to be one of the most impactful. I mean, you feel this song from the moment it starts until the moment it ends. And in fact, it's one of the originally one of the longest singles ever released at about four and a half minutes. It was um, something that radio stations 
nations didn't didn't want to play, but clearly caved because of the enormous popularity of this song. Going back to one of the groups that have covered this song, um, we have not talked about this group yet, but I am a fan of Muse, uh, and I like their music, and there is a very, very good version uh, of House of the Rising Sun done by Muse, and of course, they have that really hard rock edge, and um, it works pretty well for them. Um, it is my opinion, and it's just my opinion, that this song is less about a brothel than it is about a prison. Now, uh, in this case, in the case of the animals version, um, the main character in the version is male. It's, it's not a female. And some of the lyrics say, Oh, mother, tell your children not to do what I have done. Spend your lives in sin and misery in the house of the rising sun. I got one foot on the platform, the other on the train. I'm going back to New Orleans to wear that ball and chain. Um, the whole song is about a gambler. Uh, it talks about um, everything he needs is in a suitcase and a trunk. And, you know, I, in my opinion, not that I would care one way or the other, but my real opinion is that this is about uh, somebody who's about to go to prison. So um, to close this out, um, I went out to YouTube and really had a great time, not only re-watching the animals sing this, but also kind of listening to some of the covers. And underneath um, the famous version of the animals singing this song, there is a comment. And I love this comment. And it really kind of epitomizes how I feel about this song. Somebody uh, in the middle of the night has gone out and written this. I listen to this song on full blast while eating my waffles because I want the other food products in my kitchen to fear me like they should. <laughs> <laughs> and my friends, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. That was an excellent Rocktail Hour on House of the Rising Sun by The Animals. We'd like to once again thank our sponsor, The Trip, the best rock cover band in America. Watch the promotional videos and see for yourself the amazing talent and energy that they can bring to your next event. Please email us at dudes at rocktailhour.com if you think we got it all wrong, or if you have an interesting rocktail of your own, or if you have a recommendation of a song that would be a good subject for Rocktail Hour. If you think we're just lame, well, please keep that to yourself. Also, please visit us on Facebook and like us, and also contact us if you want to buy the next round at an upcoming Rocktail Hour by becoming a sponsor. Until the next Rocktail Hour, rock on.